Hello and welcome to The Earful Runner, a podcast devoted to telling the stories of the vibrant community of runners who come to race in the most magical place on earth. I'm Emily. I made my first trip to Disney World when I was 11 months old. So I guess you can kind of say I was born into the Disney fandom. I ran my first ever half marathon at the 2016 Walt Disney World Marathon weekend after stumbling upon the expo the year before, and I was hooked from the start. I have since run 14 races on Disney property, including Disneyland, and I will be at 20 by the end of this year. I'm Mary, and I've been a huge fan of Disney ever since my first trip way back in 1992. Getting to run the 2007 half marathon with my mom was so awesome, and I couldn't wait to line up again. Since then, I've completed over 100 miles of Disney races, including the Dopey Challenge. We are two friends united by a love of running, community, and all things Disney. Collectively, we've run over 236 miles of Disney races, and we have loved every mile of them. Well, almost every mile. I'm looking at you, mile 15 of the marathon, near the back entrance to the Animal Kingdom, you know, by the warthogs. Well, anyway, we are really excited to share the stories of the awesome athletes who towed the line in a Disney parking lot. So thank you for joining us. On today's episode, we're going to share a little bit about the history of running events in Disney, along with a few cool facts that you might not know about these races. Let's get started. Awesome. Well, so when Run Disney began, it was called the Disney Endurance Series, which I actually think sounds kind of badass, like Disney Endurance Series, like you're training like to be it, an like there'd be an ultra, there, Yeah, or there'd be an ultra marathon somewhere. Totally right. cool. Right, which you would sign up for, but I would not. Oh, I yeah, yeah, 24 hours of Disney. Let's do this. Let's get on that. So that was 1994, and after years of planning, the first Disney World Marathon was set to begin. That first race had a total of 5,588 runners. The following year, Disney attempted the Disneyland Marathon, which featured parts of the course throughout the city of Anaheim, much like the half marathons of the future, but it was deemed a total train wreck and never happened again. So the Walt Disney World Marathon remained the only race until the Donald Half Marathon, which is now called the Walt Disney World Half Marathon, uh, was added in 1998. So that initial Disneyland Marathon, that was the one that I think you said uh, they had to remeasure the course while runners were on it. Was that Yeah, that's the one. Train wreck indeed. In the early 2000s, events at all the Disney parks really picked up steam. In addition to running events, race organizers added multi-sport events, including the Danskin Triathlon Series and the Florida Half Ironman Triathlon. In doing the research for this, I found that the Danskin Series actually used the Seven Seas Lagoon for the swim. Aren't there alligators or crocodiles or like something that doesn't like humans in that lagoon? I'm pretty sure there are now. Um, Maybe they moved in later? Maybe that's not how nature works. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, in any case, if you have done the Danskin series and you swam in Seven Seas Lagoon, and you live, drop a tell link. Tell about it. Tell about it. Yes. Most importantly, drop a link in the comments. We'd love to talk to you. In any case, triathlon wasn't the only new sport reflected in the event lineup at Disney. From 2003 to 2007, Walt Disney World played host to the Inline Marathon, an event that took skaters through Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and Wide World of Sports. Over 1,500 participants took part that first year. This was so much fun to research looking at all these people on rollerblades. I was like, this is just so different and so very early aughts. And the photos are fascinating. There is just so much Lycra. I just want to know like who was sitting in a Disney meeting and was like, let's put people on wheels and send them through the park. 
right? In reading some race reports, one of the participants said the biggest challenge were the start and finish mats because they put down um, these big sort of like rubber or cloth mats over the timing uh, equipment so that you, you're, you know, if you could run over it, it would be fine. But apparently you hit that with a set of rollerblades and you're going down. He said like multiple people fell at the finish line. And I thought, wow, that is not the finish line experience I would be looking for. No, definitely not. But that is a whole podcast episode in itself. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, and if you were one of those inline skaters between 2003 and 2007, hit us up on Instagram or in the comments. We definitely want to talk to you. And the title of the podcast, just so you know, probably going to be a whole lot of Lycra. Keep keep an eye out for that one. So in the early aughts, it was also during this time that new races were added and some older events were plussed up into new experiences. 2006 was a huge year for Disney race fans as the Donald Half Marathon moved to a Saturday date which allowed runners to complete the very first Goofy's Race and a Half Challenge. That's 39.3 miles over the course of a single weekend. Later that spring, the mini marathon weekend debuted with three races to choose from, including the Go for Red Women 5K and One Mile. These were over in Disney Springs. And the Women Run the World 15K, which actually started at Animal Kingdom, wound around Wide World of Sports, and then came into the studios through the back lap by the old Lights act, uh, Motor Action Stunt Show. Rest have, in peace. I know, right? Backlot <laughs> Tram Tour. I have to say the course for this one looked really cool. So the runners came in through the back lot and they made their way down the streets of America and ran around the east side of the park, past the sci-fi drive-in, the great movie ride, and the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular before they turn on a Hollywood Boulevard. I personally would love an indie photo up in the middle of the race, just saying. Oh, definitely. With like the whip and the hat and the, yeah, I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah, the tank. Absolutely. For sure. So over in California, Disney tried again with the Disneyland half, which debuted in Anaheim during the celebration of the 50th anniversary of Disneyland. It's awesome. I was there for the 50th. That was our big family vacation. I was 10. I was very excited. I feel very old now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll shut up. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. In 2009, Princess Half joined the Run Disney family, featuring a 5K, 10K half challenge and kids races. Everyone loves a princess theme, so this weekend continues to draw crowds up to 26,000 participants. But only 10% of that field are men. The first Wine and Dine Half joined the family in 2010, because let's be honest, people will sign up for anything that has the promise of food and alcohol right there in the title. Yeah, clearly. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you love Disney's Food and Wine Festival, this is definitely your race. Back over in California, Disneyland added the Tinkerbell Half Marathon Weekend in 2012, a big compliment to Walt Disney World's Princess Weekend, featuring a pink version of the Coast to Coast Challenge Medal for those who had done both female-centric races in one calendar year. 2012 also brought us the Expedition Everest Challenge at Animal Kingdom, part 5K, part obstacle course, all adventure. I think we can both agree that this one did not live long enough. Oh, absolutely. In doing the research, I understand that there was both an obstacle part and a scavenger hunt where you had booklets and you had to find clues within the park to get to the after party. So if you ran this race, drop a link in the comments. We would be stoked to talk to you. Yes, and if you can share a picture of your medal when you do it, because we hear it has a compass inside, and I think that's like the coolest thing ever. Absolutely, super cool. And yet another excellent podcast idea, Medals of Our Lives, coming soon. 
All right. In all seriousness, the big word about Disney over the past seven years has been growth. In 2015, two new half marathons, the Avengers Superhero Half and the Star Wars Half Marathon Lightside debuted in California. Disneyland Paris added the Disneyland Paris Race Weekend featuring a half marathon that debuted with over 15,000 participants. When you consider the initial Disney World Marathon only had 5,800 and change, that's pretty significant. Since the very first challenge in 2006, Disney's added eight more. So I think we're up to a current total of nine challenges and 24 medals. And when you factor in the virtual race series, let me get the calculator. Well, then you get um, a a lot of medals, a whole lot of medals. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Let's go with that. Uh, Sorry. I got distracted by the castle run and I lost a few parsecs. Always here for the Star Wars jokes. (laughs) You know it. (laughs) Speaking of numbers. Here's a few other things you should know. As of the 25th anniversary year in 2018, 808,000 people have participated in Run Disney events globally. In that year alone, the number included 97,000 registrations, 600 perfect dopies, 76 perfect marathoners, and 88 countries represented. Okay, so using the calculator, that means that 45% of all the countries in the world have someone somewhere that has a set of finisher mickey ears yes exactly isn't that awesome so cool i wonder which the furthest out country is uh australia new zealand some island somewhere probably very small island like the azores in the middle of the ocean that's a whole other research project in itself so much research to do yes episode suggestions are always welcome always welcome so now that our listener and i say listener singular because it might just be my mom at this point has a better history a better idea of the history of disney races let's get into the really fun stuff what's your favorite disney race memory oh i have so many but i think my favorite the one that like i tell the most because it's such like a this only happens in disney story is during the 2019 marathon weekend which is the year that I did dopey there was this group of guys that were also finishing the dopey challenge and every day they were dressed as dwarfs but they were all dressed as the same dwarf so like Mm -hmm. one day they'd be dopey like a different day they'd be another dwarf (laughs) always the same dwarf so all sneezy all grumpy all dark all dopey (laughs) yeah all yeah all the same dwarf they had tied themselves together so they were running in a straight line like attached to each other Mm -hmm. the one in the back had a speaker that was playing disney music and every like couple minutes or every mile the one up front would just stop and he'd yell hi ho and the rest would all respond back with hi ho and then they would just keep running there was like nothing after the hi hos it was just like a nice little check-in that they did with each other and then they just kept going just to make sure sneezy didn't fall off the back or something like that. something like yeah But like everybody around them is like losing their minds because like these guys dressed as dwarfs just like decided they were randomly going to do like a hi-ho check-in with each other. And they did this the whole race, like roped together, like perfectly cadenced, like the whole way. It was insane, but it was so magical. Absolutely. And that sounds like one of those record attempts, you know, for Guinness World Records, like X number of people dressed as something tied to each other. I know that's a big thing that they do at Beta beta Breakers every year. I love that that's a world record. (laughs) And it's probably not the strangest one that the Guinness folks have seen. Probably not. 
What about you, Mary? What's your favorite race memory? Oh my gosh, like you, there's just so much good stuff to pick from. But I would have to say my favorite was probably the 2007 half with my mom. Um, It was only my mom's second half marathon. And um, for all of those folks who are familiar with the balloon ladies, we suddenly found ourselves in extraordinarily close proximity to the balloon ladies. And we had actually lovely people. Yes. And wonderful humans for doing what they're doing. But the sight of these sweet women with all of these balloons sends terror and fear into the heart of everybody at a certain part in the pack. And uh, we had at that point, we were coming into Epcot and we had about a half a mile left on the highway getting into Epcot and then like a little bit of the ramp and then down into, I think it was Future World East that you came into and around Spaceship Earth. And mom was like, what's going on with the balloon folks? And I explained and she said, okay. And she sort of, you know, picked up the pace a little bit. And then a a marshal came by and he showed us a red card, like in soccer. And I asked him, I said, so what does that mean? He said, it means you're behind pace. And if you don't hurry up, you're going to be swept. And I looked at my mom and I was like, we did not come all the way to Disney World and get this close to the finish line. So I said, what do you think, mom? And my mom just like set her jaw and she's like, let's go. And she took off. So we finished well ahead of the balloon ladies. We got our, yes, it was so great. We got our, we got our Donald medals and we got cleaned up at the hotel. And then we went over to Epcot to drink around the world as you do. Yeah. And uh, I think we were a couple of countries in when we got the opportunity to meet Minnie and have photos taken with our medals. And I still have, it's been 13 years. I still have that photo of my mom and I standing next to Minnie, sort of like a little sunburnt, a little drunk ridiculously happy to be in Disney World with these with these big Donald medals it was that's the only way it should be yes race weekend 101 right here's here's how you handle it that's I love that my mom is doing her first run Disney race this year but I only talked her into a 5k but we're still gonna have a lot of fun my god it's gonna be awesome and also it'll be a shorter time commitment so more time for anything that you'd like if that happens to include drinking around the world so much the better exactly so I get that gets me to thinking Em, like if you could run through any part of any park where would you go oh you know I want to run through them all but I'm thinking the new Avengers campus in Disneyland is like at the top of my list Disneyland has gotten like a nice little facelift in the like four years since I've been there so I think mm-hmm. run Disney and Anaheim need to like smooth out their differences and get us back to running out there I think it's time. I think, I think a lot of people would agree with you. A lot of folks are eager to have those those events come back. Definitely. What about you? Where would you run? Oh, this is the, again so many good like so many good places or thoughts. But in the toss up between going to Cars Land at DCA, which I you know having driven Route sixty six, I would absolutely love, and going to the studios in Florida, I have to say, if I could run through Batu. I would be the happiest camper on earth. I recognize that there's all kinds of complexities with, you know, the way the land is shaped and, you know, what side you would go in through because both the streets of America side and Twister Land side are kind of narrow. Yeah, and the terrain's a little rough, but... Exactly, but to be able to have a photo op in front of the Millennium Falcon with Chewie or even better, R2, like that would just, that this would make this little Star Wars loving kid so, so happy. There would be so many people that would be thrilled beyond belief, just like you, if that happened. 
you know, they could even do, you know, years ago they did like Expedition Everest and the Tower of Terror, like 10 miler. They Mm -hmm. had attraction specific races, even if that was like a standalone one on one of those Star Wars hard ticket event night. Yeah. It'd be cool too. That would be so much fun. You'd you'd need a headlamp though. You would, you would definitely trip over something. Yes, absolutely. So, so I think now that we've kind of shared our, a little bit of our passion and our experience with the Disney races and a little bit of the history, we'd just like to say that whether you've never raced a Disney event or you're one of the several hundred perfectly dopey humans, we really hoped that you enjoyed our show and we hope that you'll tune in to some of our new episodes. As coming into this very first episode of the Earful Runner one that we are most likely immensely proud of right now and will definitely be horrified in like six months or whenever we come out of quarantine, like whatever happens first. For sure. (laughs) But in the meantime, we would love to connect with you. You can find us online at earfulrunner.com or at earfulrunner on Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next time. See you real soon. 